Welcome to the GoZen.com Mindful Minutes Podcast with host Rini Jane. In just a few minutes, you get the tools to take an anxious child from fear to freedom. Peace is within reach. This is Rini Jane with GoZen, and thanks for joining me on Mindful Minutes. I am so excited to talk about this one tool that you can implement right away with your kids when they're feeling anxiety and especially when they have repetitive anxious thoughts. And I want to tell you how I came to this tool. Sixth grade history was a really tough subject for me. I I just I couldn't seem to retain the information or I thought I couldn't. And I was always worried I was going to get called on in class. So anytime Mr. Brown, my teacher, would ask a question, I would desperately look around the room or I would doodle in my notebook to look busy, anything so I wouldn't have to make eye contact with him. As you know, with teachers, um, they usually notice things like that. And once in a while, he called on me anyway, and that triggered my anxiety. I started having these thoughts. What if I get the answer wrong? What if everyone laughs at me? What if, what if, what if? And I was having a physical reaction. I would get, you know, my heart would start racing and my palms would feel sweaty. But even if I knew the answer, I was always trying to double check it in my head before speaking out. And what made things worse was there was a boy who used to sit next to me. Let's call him Lou. He would keep his arm raised the entire time I was thinking, and it really used to throw me off track. Actually, speaking of Lou, every time Mr. Brown asked anything to the class, Lou would fling his arm into the air, lean over his desk, and sort of hoot like an injured owl until he was called on. Mr. Brown seemed irritated by this at times, but that never stopped Lou. I often wondered, how does Lou always get it right? How does he always know the answer and always shoot his arm up into the air to answer the question as soon as Mr. Brown asks? Well, it took me a very long time to realize that Lou wasn't actually getting it right. In fact, most of the time, Lou got it wrong because he was simply blurting out the first thing that popped into his head. So one day after class, I overheard Mr. Brown speaking to Lou about his behavior, and he said something I will never forget. He said, Lou, I know you're eager to participate in class, and that's a good thing, but I want you to try something for me. Think about what you're going to say for at least five seconds before raising your hand. Before you raise your hand, ask yourself, is this really true? Those four words that form that question, is this really true, has had an incredible impact on me. That day, Mr. Brown inadvertently provided me this amazing tool. His advice helped me to start questioning my own thoughts. And I now offer this advice to other children experiencing anxiety. Every single time you have an anxious thought, ask yourself, is this really true? Let's dive into why this is an effective anxiety management tool. Thoughts pop into our head all the time. As you know, you're probably having a thought right now. What we know from research is that many of our thoughts are notoriously inaccurate especially anxious thoughts. And we have a lot of thoughts every day. The researchers are saying anywhere between 12,000 and 50,000 thoughts a day. Whatever the number is, it's a lot. What's also cited is that 90% of these thoughts are repetitive. And so we have the same thoughts over and over. Here's what we know about anxious thoughts. They stink at being accurate. But why? Why are anxious thoughts so inaccurate? Well, if we think about it from an evolutionary perspective, being a little worried helped us survive. 
The worried caveman may have been more attuned to the cat lurking in the bush. To make sure the caveman was paying attention, the mind often exaggerated the object of the worry. So for example, mistaking a stick for a snake, that kept that person on his toes or her toes to say, hey, you know, something's lurking around, I should be aware and alert. So what happened is this tendency to magnify what might go wrong, which you might see in your kids, it's been left with us. It's an evolutionary imprint, right? To magnify the things that might go wrong. But your job is to use your logical brain, right? So our logical brain developed after our emotional brain where all of this stuff is happening. And the job is for the logical brain to say, hey, emotional brain, calm down. You know, there's nothing to worry about. And that's what this question does. This question helps kick the logical brain into gear. We need to do this because here's the kicker of everything. Even though we know anxious thoughts may be inaccurate, they still have power. Thoughts have the power to make us feel emotions. Thoughts have the power to make us behave in certain ways. Just a simple thought can activate your child's nervous system. For example, I often have the thought everyone in class is going to laugh at me if I get the answer wrong. That thought was floating around in my head. It made me feel too nervous to speak. It cascaded into several other anxious thoughts that often culminated in me sulking, withdrawing, or acting out. So just a little inaccurate thought can make you do all of those things. Because thoughts have the power to influence us as such, it's important we try to get it right. We try to get our thinking more in line with reality. So when your child has an anxious thought, teach them to pause and ask themselves, is this really true? And then how, what do they do with that question? Well, it's a really fun activity to tell your child they need to be a detective to collect evidence to see if this thought is really true. They can put on their detective hats and collect evidence supporting the thought and then have them collect evidence that negates the thought. And then after they're done collecting all of the, all of the facts, they can have a debate with themselves. Trust me, they find it entertaining. So have them debate on one side and give all of the supporting evidence that the thought is true. And then have them come to the other side and refute that. You're getting them to, one, kick their logical brain into gear, and two, really analyze that thought for accuracy. So in my case, with my thought, everyone's going to laugh at me, I could collect evidence saying, well, that hasn't happened in the past. When other people get the answer wrong, they are not laughed at. I have friends in the class that are kind. You know, so that would be one side of the debate. And then when I'm debating myself, I can cite all of these facts that I've collected. Now, I wanted to give you one more tip, which is inspired by the work of Byron Katie. If the thought your child has initially is a question as opposed to a statement, I was asking what if questions, what if everyone in class laughs at me to say, is that really true? So it's hard to ask a question when the initial thought is a question, right? I hope that makes sense. What I want you to do is, if your child's thought is a question about the future, ask them this first. How would you feel if it were true? Because that's going to bring about a thought that's more like a statement. Well, I would be completely humiliated and it would be the worst thing ever, or I would just not go to school again, you know, because everyone would think this about me. Right, so you're going to get, you're going to pull out a statement because you're looking for a statement. When you get the statement out of your child, 
you know, the, the anxious statement, then you can start asking, is this really true? So that's just a bonus if the initial thought that your child has is actually a question. Try this. The goal is not for you as a parent or teacher to ask your child, is this really true? The goal is to have them ask themselves. Make it engaging. Make them a detective. Teach them about the evolution. You'd be surprised, even when kids are very young, they love to know about the purpose of worry, why their brains are magnifying what might go wrong, and how to bring it back to a place where they can manage it. Thank you so much for being part of this community. I am always inspired by you and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the GoZen.com Mindful Minutes podcast with host Rini Jane. Come back for more practical and powerful tips to take a child from fear to freedom. Remember, peace is within reach.